three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Lucky, thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate the time. And um, for context, yung mga nakatira sa kuweba na hindi pa kayo nakikilala, please. Uh, what do you guys do? Who are you? What do you guys do? Hello, everyone. Finally, we've been trying to schedule this for the longest time. Hello to all the Coach Franco viewers and listeners out there. I am Lucky Alabado. I'm the founder of Discover Manila, a food, travel, and lifestyle blog based in the Philippines. And Franco and I, we've worked together in some travel videos. He's been one of our writers and mm-hmm. sobrang... Galing nito mag-storytell and it's just about time na nakapag-guest na rin ako finally sa podcast niya because we have so much to talk about. <laughs> oh, ngay. Um, when, when it's speaking of the things that we did, we did Bacolod, we did Naga, and it opened my eyes to the entire totally different industry. Totally, mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not part of this it's, and I'm very thankful for the experience and everything that I learned from Discover MNL and Yun din eh. Kaya ko siya to have you over. Kasi parang, it's, it's very interesting. I think it's, it's something I don't know. Kaya rin, at least for future creators, diba? future content creators, future uh, generations who want to be in this industry. So at least we get to tell your story and the process. The pro- For me, the most important part about everything is the process, what you learn from, from yes. it. Kasi yun yung hindi masyado pinag-uusapan ng tao eh. For Discover MNL, how did everything start? How did everything, how did it come about? Okay, so to begin, it was back in 2015. This was the year that, it was the Instagram era. It was just the start mm-hmm. of social media. People migrating from friends to multiply to Facebook. That was the year. Classic and then, yun, multiply. Yeah! <laughs> friends to multiply. Oh. <laughs> so it was the start of the Instagram era. Very raw, very real. People were... People were hyped up about sharing their stories, sharing photos, and whatever they want online. So that was what happened to me. Because I'm the type of person, ever since I was in high school, I was in college, I would always take photos. I'm not a professional photographer to begin with. I just really like keeping memories for myself to look back to and to share with my friends. So that's really been my habit ever since. So when this Instagram era started, I had a personal page, of course. Everyone has. And I was, I felt like I was oversharing my life to my friends that I felt like I don't want them to, to kind of hate me for always posting. So I wanted mm-hmm. to divert the things that I want to share online in another platform or another channel. But back in 2015, there wasn't anything about bloggers and influencers, content creators back then. It was merely just making an Instagram account. So that that was what I did. Yeah, just a page, just a random page. But in my mind, I did not want it to be me in front. So that's the reason why I named it Discover MNL or Discover Manila. Because initially, I wanted that to be my travel diary. My online, Mm -hmm. like my online diary of things, of food, of places that I want to visit or places that I've already visited. And I wanted to keep it anonymous from my personal life. Mm -hmm. So the time that I made the account, nobody knew it was me in the beginning. Like I did not post it on my Facebook wall telling friends, hey, I'm making this. Because I I actually don't know what it was before. But it was set Mm -hmm. on public. So when I started posting there, like the food that I've tried, yun, 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 yun. and it was, um, the tonality of it was very, not a person talking, it was the page already talking. So people mm. thought back then that it was either from a publisher 
or it was a blogger. So people started following it just because they found the content relatable. And that's when I learned na, okay, so this is, or this can be a thing. But at, at that time, back in 2015, I had no idea how or like what it would grow to be. Back then, there were no like short courses. There were no podcasts about content creation, whatever. It was just something that I wanted to do. So that's really how it started. Very raw, very real, very spur of the moment kind of thing. During that time, when you create something, and you don't mm-hmm. put your face, you don't put your name on it, it adds to a level of mystery. And at the same time, people yeah. start thinking, Sino kaya yun? who's the person behind this? People will be wondering, okay, this person's been, this person's probably eating a lot and going to places. <laughs> and the best part din talaga, the really good ones, the really good pages started off like that. Eh, diba? Diba? It mm-hmm. was a suppository. It was, it was, parang ano na lang siya, parang random photo dump na ginawa mong maganda. It's that most of the time, it's where it started and then it evolved. It evolved yes. into, into something big. Speaking of the evolution of the page and wala pa siyang sense of direction, what was, mm-hmm. what was the crossroads? What was the fork wherein you decided Nah. And of course, if we're talking about 2015 onwards, people had a certain trajectory. Society will always have a certain trajectory for people. So it was always go graduate from school, get a job, have a hobby on the side diba, to keep you sane, and then have a family or diba, advance your career. Diba? This was the era of 2015 to probably yes. 2017. It was You probably chose a very unconventional path. So what was the crossroads or what was the fork wherein you decided, I'm going to go all in on this. I'm going to take a risk. I'm going to go all in on this. Super funny because that's exactly what situation I was in back then. Mm-hmm. I was kind of early in the quarter life crisis trend. I think mm-hmm. back then I was only like 22 or 23 when I started. And that was the moment in my life. I'm in a quarter where life crisis, you're 22. <laughs> yeah, medyo maaga, medyo early adapter. Maaga, kind of. medyo early adapter, early adapter, early adapter yeah. tayo. Okay, okay, sorry, sorry. So that was the time I just graduated college. Then I was mm-hmm. so sure that I did not know what I wanted to be. Even if I graduated, mm-hmm. the course was, I, I took up um, BS Hotel Restaurant Management in Benilde. So that was what mm-hmm. I finished. When I finished, just to give you like a more um, concrete backstory of how Discover really started. So mm-hmm. when I graduated Hotel Restaurant Management, I worked abroad for a year and I realized mm-hmm. I love it, but it's not something that I want to do. So when I came mm-hmm. back to the Philippines, I tried applying in entirely different industries. So my field would be hotel restaurant management. And you mm-hmm. know how people are here that when you chose a certain course, that's what you're supposed to do. Like to That's do. the uh-huh. job that you're supposed to apply for, right? So when mm-hmm. I came back, it was a little different. I wanted to experiment. So I started applying for a sales job, a marketing job, things that don't usually coincide with what I, with the degree that mm. I had. But in my mind then, I just wanted to test out the water since I was really mm-hmm. in this part of life that I had zero clue but I just knew that I wanted to do something different. So then, uh, during the first year that I came back in the Philippines, the first job that accepted me was a merchandising sales job in an FMCG mm-hmm. company. It was entirely 
out of my expertise or whatever. I had no clue how to do it, but they accepted me anyway and they trained me for it. And it kind of opened up my eyes to the possibility of, okay, I'm not gonna give in to society telling me that if you graduated this course, this is the only thing that you should do. So that was kind of the start of my um, slow awakening. Going against the grain, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I wasn't aware. Grain. Like, it was just really happening. I wasn't aware that that was it. Then after that, during my corporate job, I didn't last for a year. I think I was only there for like eight months because mm-hmm. since I was in this super major quarter life crisis, I wanted mm-hmm. to study again. Okay. So I so I applied for a second course in La Salle and I took up industrial engineering. Super <laughs> layo. <laughs> But grabe diba as in like end to end talaga like end that to was end. how okay. Okay. extreme 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 oh So whenever people would tell me like have you experienced quarter life crisis I would always laugh and tell them I've done like the extremes of it talaga so from mm-hmm. hotel restaurant management I went to a corporate job in sales and marketing that I had zero knowledge about but I I pushed through then I applied for industrial engineering. So I took up the course. So I resigned from my job and I, I went back to school. Okay. Now, when I during the time that I was in engineering, I was still unsure. So I started to still lean towards the thing that I enjoyed doing, which is taking photos, something about marketing, but I can't really grasp what it was. So during my time in La Salle, while I was studying engineering, I would go to the li- to the library and borrow books about photography, marketing, and events. But mm-hmm. really, at this time, I thought it was just really something that was comforting me. That's what. That's why I was doing it. And then come there, the year of 2015, I was second year. Uh, I was a second year undergrad student for industrial engineering. And then I started Discover Manila out of the blue. The the page, I published it literally one night that I couldn't sleep. So I just had my phone. I was scrolling through Instagram. I had a lot of excess photos, the photos that did not make it to my personal feed. So I had a lot of Mm -hmm. it. Then I couldn't sleep. I decided to make another Instagram account. I named it Discover MNL and I posted the other photos there. That was it. That was the... There wasn't really a business plan. Then all of a sudden, you just thought, okay, I'll make a page. I'll call it Discover ML. What were the other yes. choices? You still remember when any I, other that choices? Was like the first, that was the first name that came to my mind. For wow. some reason, that was the first name. And it was, and it's super catchy. Yeah. <laughs> my, my, initial, my initial encounter with the page was... Kasi nga, mahilig din ako kumain. So, I'm very, yeah. I'm a food addict. I'm a, I'm a, may mga affliction ko sa buhay yan. Kaya nga, kaya nga, <laughs> ang hirap mag-cut ng weight. Kasi nga, lakas ko kumain. <laughs> and one of the pages is like, discover him. And then I go like, and apparently, a lot of us, okay, from the jujitsu MMA, okay, the the very uh... brusco community, you have a lot of fans. <laughs> kasi, alas lahat, pagka ganun, ano, lahat, Pagkatapos mag-weight cut tsaka mag-compete, natatawag sa kumain. <laughs> Apparently, it's parang mga lurker. Marami kaming lurker sa page ni Discover MNL. It's very Aww. fascinating. For example, itong si, yung podcast ko, si Coach Franco says, I didn't have a name. This happened, mm-hmm. this podcast is like five years old. When it was my students who gave me the name. Because they said, 
every every time they would have conversation that's always it because that's what coach franco said that's what coach franco says eh. so, so that's the notion of that that you that the process behind the name just came out of normally it's 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 emotion it's intuition mm-hmm. it just felt right and it felt right now now with regards to discover mnl and and the process of creating it now let's go a little bit further how were you able to maintain your identity and creating a separate identity for Discover MNL? Because especially this is very beneficial for those who are creating their own brand, their personal brand. Because yes. um, with the current landscape, a huge reason why companies are successful is because of the personal brand of their owners. So let's go Tesla and Elon Musk. You go Jeff Bezos, yes. Amazon. But you guys have created an identity. Now you have your own identity. Discover MNL was able to create its own identity. And that's mm-hmm. super it's super hard to do now, but you were able to do it, you were able to execute it flawlessly. In your experience, how were you able to do that? Sabi na natin, given ang anonymity eh. Para hindi muna kayo yeah. nag... Hindi mo muna pinakita yung mukha mo eh. Nobody knew who, who was the team behind Discover MNL. But how were you able to engage people to actually be part of that community? It was really the consistency of the content that they saw in Discover MNL mm. or Discover Manila. And also, when I started posting on Discover MNL or Discover Manila, it was really focused on food, travel, lifestyle, anything and everything about the Philippines. And I stuck to that. So having focus on your branding and on the blog or whatever thing that you want to start, let's say a podcast or a YouTube channel, there has to be a focus. You have to find your niche and you have to do you, the content that you put out has to be something that you're really, really passionate about and you really love because it really shows. If it's something that you're not really interested in, eventually you'll get burnt out and you'll try to veer away from it. So mawawala mm. yung core mo. So you always have to stick to your core when you're building something or when you want to brand something, when you want to solidify the name or like how people perceive it. It has to be focused. So you mm-hmm. have to know what am I about? What what why am I doing this podcast? What do I want to share? If you want it to be a little more um personal then that's the time also that you apply like that you yourself has to be there on my end since i wanted the content to focus on the destinations on the food on the topics about the philippines i my i kept myself separate from it my focus on the branding was the branding for discover manila and separate mm-hmm. from me being Discover Manila. So mm-hmm. ever since the beginning, I wanted it to be a separate entity from me. And also, this roots, um, the, this is rooting up from my own personal issues because I, I don't want to face the camera all the time. So during that time then, I don't want to be, I don't want to always have to show my face or to always have to talk. I want the content to do that for me. Mm, so Okay, that makes so sense. That actually makes sense. So when I directed it to be like that, I also have more time and privacy for myself. So when I want to do something, I can do it freely. I don't, I'm not tied up to the name. And I don't want to be tied mm. up to the name because I want Discover to work for itself. That is amazing. Actually, yan yung dapat na goal eh. Like, <laughs> in every endeavor that people should... That's, that's what I encourage people during conversations or if they, if they want... Uh, if they if they ask questions about creating something. So, like, do your best to... you Do your best to 
create something that will work for itself later on. It doesn't have to be attached to to you or to anything. Kailangan magkaroon siya ng sariling buhay. Now, Mm-mm. you just kept creating and creating and, and you just posted it. I mean, the, the key factor there, the key takeaway is consistency. Diba? Yes. A lot of people will start something. They will start something then eventually magpa-fade yan. Eh. Diba? It's, mm. it's very normal. It's very nice to hear na you mentioned na you have to, it has to be in your core. It has to, because it's not a drive. For me, if if you're doing something that you really really love, it gives you purpose. And if it gives you purpose, you're you you won't feel tired at all. Let's go to the creative process, but like in your own words, without structure, which is the most beautiful thing, is how walk us through your creative process. Like when you see something, when you see food, when you see destinations, when you see a moment. I say how when when we started working, like my first time was in the Bacolod trip. Parang sabi ko, paano kaya nila kukunin yung moment na to? Then ang bilis, it was clockwork. Okay, for everyone who's gonna watch and listen to this, labas kami, para silang ano, para silang ready na, click, 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 ang bilis, sabi ko, putang na, hanap itong mga to. Ah. Sabi ko, hindi ko, ako nga, nag-iisip pa ako, telepono lang yung hawa ko. Sabi ko, paano kaya pipicturean to? Tapos kayo, sunod-sunod, click, 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 click. So, syempre, it took time for you guys to to master that. Pero when yes. when you, when we get to a spot, when you see a dish, diba? meron, meron ka na bang iniisip na para, okay, this is how I'm gonna get this. This is how I'm going to convey this story and immortalize it on my page. So that's why I mentioned kanina that it's very important that you like what you're doing. Because for example, mm-hmm. that for example, that trip in Bacolod, we already know, at least we already know what we're anticipating to happen. Or you have an idea. Because if you're not interested in it, if you're not interested in it in the first place, you wouldn't really try to see more details about it before you go there. So whenever we do a shoot, at least meron na haming a bit of research beforehand and the mm-hmm. excitement that you get also in doing it. So whenever we reach a place or we go to a destination, you feel it first. So it's really good that you're aware of what you're doing. You're aware of the situation that you're in. You're aware of the location or the dish that's being presented to you. And then you're very um, observant of the surroundings. Because those are the things that would add up to how you would share the experience. Because if it's, like for example, um, me, like if I have zero clue about MMA or what you do, coach, Mm. then you put me on the spot. I wouldn't, know what to say, diba? Mm. But if, if I'm interested in it, if I like what I'm doing, if I'm excited to learn about it, when you put me on the spot, I would try to learn about it so I can say something. Parang ganun din siya. So that works not just in content creation, but in anything that you do in life, really. Like, mm-hmm. pag pinilit mo kasi na, okay, this is, I want this to be my field, but I'm not gonna do anything about it. Nothing's gonna happen. So since that's really our forte, for me, like, when I try a dish, I want to share my actual experience. So I feel it. So I really observe how, like, what happened within the day, kung ano yung nasabi ng owner, let's say, na, na backstory about the dish. I take I take those little details and that's what I use to tell my story. So paying attention and just being very interested in what you're doing is very important. When did it feel like it was getting serious? Like, like parang, so, let, so, so let's, I'll follow that up with another question. Uh, kasi a lot of people are excited at first. 
That's that's ano eh. Yes. Parang ano, like, like, just like with work, relationship, or anything na ano, at the beginning, it's very exciting. It's very it's very interesting. Diba? You have the drive, you have the motivation. Were the, what did you do during the times na iniisip mong, okay, parang I plunged in it too early or parang baka hindi naman to para sa akin or medyo nakakapagod mm. din pala. Kasi parang medyo yun yung magkasunod eh. Na parang mm. when did it start getting serious na it's taking a huge chunk of your life and then it will lead to a roadblock or parang uh, you'll probably hit a wall and then you'll realize, okay, is this something that parang it's gonna make you rethink your choices? What happened in those instances? So during the start, it was really just me having fun. And then whenever I would get invites, because this was diba nga, back in 2015, I would get invites for covers. So let's say... Uh, mm. Pizza chain is releasing a new pizza. They would send me a message. They would invite me. Since this was really new, every time I would get an invite, I would go just for experience because uh-huh. it wasn't really my job. There's a difference because mm. when it's already your job, your career. So since it was just something I wanted to do, it wasn't my job, I would go just for for the exposure, just to learn mm. who, or like what's, what's happening because I was very excited. And mm. then... The invites got more and more from, let's say, once a month to twice a month to weekly to daily. I would get random messages. And then some brands already started asking if I was uh, I was going to charge for a certain mm. post. And that was the time when I realized na, okay, so there's an emerging industry. And it was just really mm. starting. Mm-hmm. I was one of the lucky ones. I was really one of the lucky ones to start to, to be able to be there when the industry was just starting. Because I mm-hmm. was able to learn while the industry was also learning about what to do. So when I got my first um, paid project inquiry, I was also asking the brand, like, I don't know how this works just yet. Can you explain to me what you need and what I can do for you? And okay. when I first got that, that gig, the gig was actually, I'm from Paranaque. The gig was in Marikina. <laughs> it was super far. Mm-hmm. And I was super embarrassed because they were already offering like monetary compensation. But I said no because mm. I just wanted to do it. So I lang like, you can just compensate my transportation. I can take a grab. Oh. So it really oh, started very raw, very real at that, at that point. But that was also my turning point for Discover because that was the time that I learned that the marketing and advertising industry is already changing. And mm-hmm. I happen to have a platform that people want to use and can be useful for businesses and helpful for the audience also because they get to learn about the Philippines. So when that started happening and I was trying to figure out what's this, what's all of this, that's when I made the mission and vision for Discover. So the mission of Discover was really to be a hub for anything mm-hmm. and everything about the Philippines, if you're a balikbayan, if you have relatives, or if you have friends abroad that you want to show, like you want to share what the Philippines is all about, I want Discover Manila to be that page. So that was what I thought back in 2015 when I started getting the invites, when I started getting inquiries for business. So then I took an LOA from my engineering course and mm-hmm. I took the lead. That was the biggest leap of my life. I stopped my my second course and I said I'll focus on Discover. I had I had no manager. I, it was just really me, and I was just mm-hmm. trying to figure out how the industry was working together. Cause sabay sabay kami. That was my that was actually a, a big privilege given to me by time. 
And I'm mm-hmm. really, really grateful for that because the timing was just perfect. The timing when I was trying to learn the industry was also when the industry was learning itself as well. So, sabay kami, nag-grow. Talk us about the uncertainty of things, your The industry is evolving and then you happen to be at the right place at the right time. How were you able to navigate and strike a balance between knowing which is right, which knowing which is wrong diba? Mm-hmm. for sure diba? it wasn't right all the time so how were yes. you able to deal with the the? Listen, this is another thing there are so many quotes out there on Instagram and on <laughs> Facebook pero this is something that I have to advocate all the time as well and I hope na coming from someone like you I want people to be comfortable in failing I want people to be comfortable yes. in making mistakes because on my on my in my industry naman whether it be in in the mar- on the marketing side or on sports always especially in sports that's what I tell people yeah. eh, na, don't be afraid to mess up don't be afraid to make mistakes because it doesn't mean you suck it simply means you missed a few steps so mm-hmm. from your experience and for sure this is something that people will realize is is beneficial to them so how many fuck ups happened before you got it right <laughs> <laughs> a lot and i would tell you there are daily daily mistakes that you can do in this industry especially if it's something that you're just starting with or you're new mm. you you can't really get it right at the first time so mm-hmm. when i took that leap i wouldn't really recommend people to take the leap right away you kind of have to check if you have a safety net that you can land on or even mm-hmm. just um you're prepared for at least a couple of months without income because it's really something you're not sure that you can make money out of mm-hmm. so when i took that leap i had a few savings in the bank and i had time to spare to just experiment with life at that mm. moment. And then from what I learned is you really have to sacrifice, you really have to find the balance between doing your passion and trying to make money out of it. Because if you're just driven by passion all the way through 100%, you're going to burn out quick and fast. And you're not going to be able to live. Like, it's not practical. So you always have mm-hmm. to find the balance between, okay, I'm going to do this with passion, with compassion also for businesses and let's say whoever needs me but at the same time i have to find that fine line between um, making it also a business for me to work with because i can't keep helping or i can't keep featuring people or businesses that need my help if i'm not you know if i don't have the right uh, living status or whatever i don't i don't have money to pay my bills so i can continue what i'm doing so that was the struggle because initially, like, I, I wasn't able to, like, I don't know how to to do the right rates or, mm-hmm. like, how to price things. Mm-hmm. And that was the time also that I started to uh, consult with my mm-hmm. friends from the marketing industry, like, the formal advertising marketing industry. I would talk to them. I would ask them. So, it's also very important that you also know how to to humble yourself down and ask people for help if you need to. Because you can't really figure out everything on your own. So when things got um, a bit overwhelming, when things were getting viral in the blog and Discover Manila, I had no clue how to handle it. So I, I approached a friend. And it helps. Because mm-hmm. if you're just gonna if you're just gonna keep everything to yourself and you feel like you're gonna figure out everything on your own, um sayang. Cause there's really like you could have 
grown it better or you could have made lesser mistakes if you also know how to how to talk to people how to ask for help or just how to open up what what's happening in your life as well parang yun yung importante dun eh and this is something that I hear a lot of successful businessmen uh, are doing they recognize and they acknowledge that they don't know everything Everything. And then I yes. think that's the most important one. Eh? They ask help. When I talk to these people, and now you're you're saying the same thing. It it, it makes people realize, and I hope diba, we all realize this. Now you can do only so much. Diba? You can only do so much. You can only, and you need people around you. Diba, that 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 will help you answer certain questions. Because it takes the work out of the way. Ako, ako ang dami kong, and ang you dami can't kong... be an expert at everything. Oh, oh you can't. You just diba? can't. You, you can't. I, I I've I've had several experiences na ganyan din. Then I realized, okay, this is the time na you really have to ask people, and there and you also have to count on the fact that there are people out there who are willing to help. And there are people out there who know better than you. That's exactly. very important that you're able to acknowledge that na meron talagang mas may alam sa'yo and that's not a bad thing. Even though, mm. for me, even though I started to discover there are things that I don't know, so it's also nice to get feedback from other people. To just to be open about it, diba? Did you ever imagine na there are pages that people just follow because they want to see the content or they just want to mm. see what's new? So Discover, it was able to build a community. And it was a time where in communities weren't a thing, diba? Yeah. Because if you, if you, when I, when I, I mean, don't take my word for it. You go to Discover MNL on Facebook and on Instagram, just go scroll all the way down and go all the way down. Yung mga sinaunang post, marami na nagkukwentuhan sa comment section. <laughs> So it's like, and that's and I think a huge a huge chunk of company or brand or brand goals na yan. It's diba makita mm-hmm. ngayon. It's 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 not just creating a brand. It's building a community. Diba? And, and Discover yeah. MNL was able to do that. Discover MNL able to create a community of people who actually engage with each other. It's really other than consistency, of course. It's authenticity and having a human aspect in it. I never like all my postings on Discover is made by me. Some of them were like scheduled, but most of the time, especially when I'm out or when I'm doing shoots or covers. I would post what I actually experienced. And people notice that if it's something personal, if it's really a person talking versus Mm -hmm. a document, they know that. eh. So that's what I wanted to keep with Discover. It's other than authenticity, it's rawness and realness and really just being human about it. Because people on social media feel like everything's just what? Digital. Nawala ng tao. Mm. So you always want, if especially in this time, in the digital age, if you want to be different, just be yourself. Ironically, if you want to be different, be yourself because that's what's gonna take you apart from others. And that's also what's gonna help you be consistent with your content, with your branding, because it's you, right? So that's a very good point, especially now that I'm noticing. Like, there are so many templates, right? Yeah. I mean, that's why a lot of re- the really good marketers, they always say, you have to humanize your brand, you have to humanize yes. everything, because don't forget social and social media. It's turning into a race for... We're in the attention economy. We're at a point we're in getting people's attention you can either get it through good content and then there are other people who go volume content. So we'll discuss yes. more of that later. Ano yung pwede mong content 
better starter kit. You know, if, you, if you're gonna, with your experience, and if you are going to go back in time, and then you go like, okay, if I was myself 10 years ago, or probably eight, nine years ago when I started, what would be the things or the tools and the skills that I should have if I want to go on this route, if I want to embark on this journey? Number one, people would think I would suggest na my photography, videography skills ka, but no. That's really not important. What's more important is your ability to storytell. It's your ability mm-hmm. to share bits and chunks of your life. If not your life, bits and chunks of things that you want to share. So when you've decided on your topic, your niche, or who you want to be, who you want to build online, uh, when you when you when you already decide on that, it's gonna be easier for you to start sharing your story and just be real about it. Like I know gasigas na yung authenticity, but it's really what's gonna set you apart from other people. And your ability to share, you know, just be interesting enough for people to follow you. Cause right now, the the way people function now online is they follow you if they can see value in you. So if you share something that's more than interesting, but it actually um, adds value to their life, that's what's gonna get you to build a community on your own. Because it's not just the face value right now. Hindi na lang siya basta blog, hindi na lang siya basta oh, travel blogger mm. ako ganyan. But if you're not adding value to their lives, if you're not helping them with anything, if you're not answering a problem, they're not gonna follow you. So those are the things if you want to start creating content in 2021, 2022, think of a niche or something you want to do that actually adds value for other people. Not for yourself, ha? for other people. They have to find it useful. Where do you categorize aesthetics when it comes to the entire experience of people visiting your blog or your page? Because, hmm. for example, ako, medyo weirdo ako eh, so hindi ko, I would have a different take on it. I'd see a post, yeah. I automatically know it's gonna be beautiful, but yeah. I always end up either scrutinizing what's in the photo like what are the small details na pwede kong like mukhang masarap yung sarsa na yun ha? mukhang masarap yeah. yun I think it's best paired with that minsan din yun tinitignan ko eh and then of course the comment section is always gold kasi nga mm-hmm. you don't just get what people think of the experience when they saw that photo but they also give out suggestions na parang okay if, if you've tried this you should also try this yes so, so how do you bring life to a photo? Whether it be food, a destination, like what goes through your brain when when see something, put it in a photo, and then you want to create an experience when people yes. view it on their phones. You know what? Um, the, gone are the days that aesthetics is number one on social media. Mm. Siguro two to three years ago, Curating your feed was the thing. Everyone everyone wanted to filter their photos and add colors or whatever. But right now, that's not even relevant at all in content creation. What's the, the most important thing, if you're talking about aesthetics on your feed or just how to make it look good, is the photos or the videos that you take just really have to capture your point, capture your topic. Let's say it's a barbecue place. It doesn't matter if it was taken with your phone as long as the subject is clear and people know where it is or they have an idea of what it is. That will work. And then the way you 
the way you share it or the way you caption it, if it's a video, the way you storytell, that's what's gonna make your content effective. Because for me, like if I take a super nice photo of a barbecue, then I don't know or like I, I styled it too much that it's far mm. from reality. People really won't pay attention because they, they can't relate to it. But if I take a barbecue photo from a canto in Las Piñas and people are familiar about it, no matter mm. how raw it may seem, but since it's relatable to them, they will engage versus mm. a super curated barbecue that they can't really relate to because like I haven't seen this. Why is it on a plate? Diba may ganun? Mm. So don't don't veer away from reality. Yun yung nangyari mga 2 to 3 years ago nga na people curated things on social media too much that is it, it, it was really a different reality na. So now people are more awake, people are more aware. Ang gusto na nilang makita online is the reality talaga. People want to curate so much that they end up not posting anything at all. Yeah. So ikaw, like it, like ikaw, how do you how do you get over that? Kasi ako hanggang ngayon minsan ako iniisip ko pa rin yun eh. Do I actually post this shit? Pero yeah. yun na nga lang, parang just post it, diba? And it's it's ano eh. So ikaw lalo na you do this every day. So how do you get over that hump na parang no, may, may I might have to tweak it a little bit or or hindi siya pumapasa sa certain standards mo. Minsan may ganun eh. Minsan may ganun yeah. eh. So how do you get over that hump? Before, I was more uptight about it. Like every photo that goes out has to be um, aesthetically pleasing. Pero I mm. kind of learned not to be too pressured with what society says. What society says is beautiful or what's not. Kasi, based, kasi I also do social experiments on the blog. So... When mm-hmm. I try to post, yun nga, for example, the isaw, na very raw, the isaw that's, the, the shot was taken with the camera versus a, a shot that was taken with my phone, mas marami engagements with the phone just because the story is better on that side. Mm-hmm. So I started to lean lesser on aesthetically pleasing photos and more for, okay, what's actually happening? So mm-hmm. right now, I'm not as uptight, up, I'm not as uptight as before, but there's still that pressure to post every day just because you're in this industry and you don't want to, you know, be, be left behind. So I try to manage that, of course. At least just be engaged or just be active, but you don't have to kind of offer your life 24-7 on social media. Also, uh, it's not really a loophole. It's like, it's kind of a trap. When you get into content creation, it's hard to get out of it because people always say na parang, oh, if, if you want to take care of your mental health, do social media detox. You can't really hmm. do that if this is your industry, right? Oh, so you have... <laughs> so you have to manage. You also have to manage how, how you put content out and what works not just for you, but for your audience. And they have to understand, yun nga, that's why there's a human aspect in it. Not your human behind the screen. So you also need to, you know, learn how to manage your audience or your community that they can't really expect you to post 24-7 or to always be available. So yun yung, yun yung difference kasi with having a blog for something personal versus having a business. Pag business, ibang usapan yan kasi si business kailangan very active ka in promoting for your sales and whatever. So that's a different story. But when you're a content creator, when you have a blog, if it's yourself out there, you also have to set boundaries para lang, you know, you stay healthy also. The way Discover MNL grew, parang siyang 
outlet of common good eh. Parang na website for the common good na siya eh, na parang people <laughs> are like, okay, it's not just about a team anymore. This is us. Di ba may mga taong ganun eh? Yeah. Parang, this is, we're part of this. We're part yeah. of this. Where's my yeah. content? Di ba? Where's, where's the post today? This is yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of, sorry, since Go. you mentioned mo nga pala, when I started, uh, when when Discover Manila started on Instagram, the community thing started with the hashtag. So, when I did ah, the hashtag yeah. Discover MNL, people noticed that the posts under that tag were food, travel, and whatever. So, I did the categories, the DM social, DM food series, DM travel series. And what I would do is I would do features or reposts of their own content. That's why Discover Manila grew to be a community ever since, like since the beginning, because people know that they're a part of it. So, when they go to the page, they can show their friends, hey, look, my photo is here. So, because I don't want it to be me. I don't want it to be myself. Mm. I want Discover Manila to stand on its own as a community that's very inclusive of everybody who wants to be part of it. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing that you guys were early adopters of. Because yun din yung... Kumbaga, if you look at the modern marketing na, na tao dito, na mga tips or mga procedure... Yeah. Laging, uh, get someone's content and post it as your own. Mga user-generated yeah. content. Laging, eh. Now, in terms of what you're doing on a daily basis, we'll go to the nitty-gritty. What do you guys struggle with? What is, I mean, as a content creator, what are your daily struggles? It's really being everything all at once. Because uh-huh. this this happens way too often. People would, like friends, you know, friends from grade school, whatever, or high school, or from my old school, childhood. They would ask me, hey, what are you doing? How are you doing it? How, how did it become a business? And then you try to explain to them the process of doing content creation. And then they realize, oh, shit, it's not as easy as I thought mm, it would. Yeah. Because, like, people think of bloggers and content creators to be just people taking photos of whatever, posting it. And then and writing about it. it. Oh, yes, oh. Diba? but it's not that easy. So when you're like a full-blown content creator, you're also your own... Um, your, it depends if, if your content is more for videos. You're your own director, producer, editor, your copywriter, your writer, you're everything. Because you have mm-hmm. to execute it from the... From the ano palang, the briefing part to making your drafts, your slants, or whatever topics that you want to execute to the actual execution, you have to do all of those. Because we mm-hmm. don't really have the departments <laughs> to back mm. us up. If you're a content creator, you're all of that and more. You're even the HR sometimes. If you need people, if you if, if you need to hire freelancers, you're also the one screening them with what you need. So you're all of these. So there are a lot of skills that you kind of learn as you go along. It depends mm-hmm. on the demands that you have for, for the content. So for example, on my end, I do not know how to produce a quality video, like an actual video, video production level. So when I met Waltz, which is my partner now, he was the one assigned to that. And then we both learned. So on my mm-hmm. end, I would take care of the content planning on the storyboards and whatsoever, then he would be the one for the execution. So those things, hindi nakikita ng mga tao because they only see the finished product. They only see the videos. They only see the photos. But they don't see all the mess that's happening behind the scenes. And when you start to explain that for people who want to be content creators, they would say, oh, I don't have that skill. I don't know how to do that. I just want to post. I just want to earn from blogging. But of course, that's not really all there is to it, right? So you have to 
you have to learn about a lot of things and that's what people don't realize and they always think very shallowly about bloggers vloggers influencers and content creators i actually don't like the word influencer because oh. i feel like <laughs> no i really don't like it's honestly everybody is an influencer of their own if i yep. tell my my family that i like this type of corned beef I can influence them into liking it as well. So, parang it's really not a term for content creators, talaga. It's a term for everybody. This is something that has to be discussed or has to have a conversation more often. Because a lot of people think that content creation or content creators in general, especially yung mga high value production, they just think yeah. na take a photo, edit it, post it, write about it, tapos na, diba? And it will take care of itself. No. When especially when I was able to experience this firsthand, every time I see a post on my screen or meron na may kitang meron na may kitang nagsesetup ng production ng green screen nagsesetup ng felt paper jan sabi ko oh shit mal matagal na trabaho to mo matagal tagal <laughs> ako naman I do my best on my part to explain to people na that's not easy. Well, it's not easy yeah. work. Like for example, the my one of my favorite stories was. We were on the road. This was in Naga. We were on the road. Inahabol natin yung sunset. May ito mo si Walter. Tumatakbo dun sa bridge. May hawak-hawak na mamahaling camera. Kasi kailangan niya makuha yung authentic na sunset. Di ba? Yeah. Di ba? There are people who can just edit it out. Pero it, it looks mm-hmm. fake eh. Versus yeah. you, he takes an actual photo of it. And it actually looks good. Mm. So these are the things that happen behind the scenes. And those are the things that I've noticed. People don't really talk about it too much. It has to be said that it's not an easy thing to do. A lot of people may think or a lot of people may see that it's effortless. What they show you is the effortless part. What they don't show you behind the scenes is they have to scroll through a lot of photos. They have to scroll through what filters or what settings work best. Diba? And it takes a lot a of way, time. In a way, that that means the content creators are doing their job. Because you mm. see the effortless part of it. Eh. You don't see the mess behind it. But right now, I feel like people have to be aware of how difficult it is to actually craft content that's unique. Especially now, everybody's making content. Everybody's taking photos. Everybody's doing TikToks, what, whatever. How do you set yourself apart? And how do you stay mm. relevant amidst all of it? So that's the most challenging part. Like when a brand or whoever approaches you and tells you, can you make this for me? And can you try to make it viral? That's super difficult to commit to. Because how? You're, you're never sure, right? Let's talk about that later. That's what I'm talking about. I hope people will have a better understanding of what content creation, the entire process is. And mm-hmm. people get a better understanding of the entire line. Yung parang buong process mismo. Kasi tulad ng what, what Lucky enumerated. And when I got into content creation as well, it's not as easy as, like for example, in my podcast, it's not as easy as slapping on this mic, turning on my camera and just started blabbering right? you you have to talk about right? you have to talk about certain topics that needs to be discussed so you have to do your research you have to research about the topic yes. you have to research about the person you have to understand the landscape that you're in especially sa Pilipinas parang akala mo feeling America tayo lahat ng tao biglang all of a sudden dal, dal sensitive yung mga tao sa America sensitive na rin tayo dito uh, diba? <laughs> well, 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 
It's very true. I totally agree 100%. Everyone's a creator now. And we have so many platforms. For people who have influencer dreams, I cringe at the word influencer. <laughs> if you have influencer dreams, you have to stand out. How do you stand out? You have to do something extraordinary. So that is, babalik tayo dun sa previous answers ni Lucky. What's uniquely your own or who you really are is your, kumbaga magiging personal brand mo na yan later on. So since there's so many platforms, so many people consuming content, we are, it evolved. The industry evolved and the landscape is now catching everyone's attention. So, yes. from the part of corporate, ito rin po ah, yung mga corporate, mga corporate brands na yan, yung mga, ano, mga, mga nagpapatakbo dyan mga matatandang tao na feeling nila nasa 1980s or 70s pa rin tayo. There are young people who tell them this is the landscape now, but they yes. have this mentality, they have this romantic attachment thinking that they, na, na, na meron pa rin silang significant hold. And, I see a lot of this when it comes to looking at content creators. And ako, the reason why I want to discuss this because it happened to me. Na there was a brand who called me and then they wanted so many things. Parang they wanted X number of posts on my timeline. Tapos I have to do stories. And then I have to do a TikTok. And then all I get is a product. Sabi ko, um, kaya ko pong bilhin yung produkto nyo. Bye-bye. Sabihin ba ako? Tumagol yun. <laughs> Tawag siya ulit! Para, ah, sir, papadala na lang namin sa inyo. Sabi ko, ah! Sabi ko lang, no! And then, another one, I have a podcast, I have two podcasts, kasi sinusunod ko yung sinasabi ni Lucky na you have to separate and you have to create brands around it. Meron nag-email, they want to promote so-and-so brand because they're so-and-so big brand. Sabi ko, okay, so what do you need me to do? Work entails for me to actually do a lot of things. So, sinabi ko naman sa kanya, tas ang kapalit is access to this series or movie na mas maaga lang yung early date lang. So, parang ako sabi ko, so you want me to go do all this work? Tapos parang binigyan mo ako ng homework. So, parang naisip niya ngayon, hindi, ano magkaka-early access? Kaya nga eh, sa tingin mo ba, wala to sa Pirate Bay? <laughs> so yun din those are the things na para so afterwards so parang ako naman it, it kind of made me realize that if you have a significant following and people see that you're authentic and your growth is organic big companies have ways of determining this okay let's not dive into that pero they know your timelines are valuable piece pieces of real estate that catches people's attention and that can be monetized Yes. So, and that happened, the first person I messaged and talked to was Lucky. Sabi ko, Lucky, nangyayari ba sa inyo to? Kasi sabi ko, this is, this is messed up, ha? Sabi ko, I don't know if this is happening to you, but, di ba, sabi ko, kung, kung hindi mo kayang murahin yun, sabi mo ako nagmumura on my behalf, on your behalf, ha? Kasi, this is, this is not good. Okay? This is not yeah. good. Siguro lang din, wala, hindi ako cloud chaser, eh. Wala akong pakialam talaga, eh. There are so many people who wanted to, like, be part of the podcast and there we have partners in the podcast and then those are the partners that I'm very proud of and I plug yes. them all the time because they're very number one talaga feeling ko when they say you do not have when I tell them you don't have creative control medyo na to turn off na sila doon yeah so then, then it ibig sabihin you just looked at the numbers you didn't hindi mo mm-hmm. tinig hindi ka nanood ng isang episode di ba nakita mo lang maraming nanood Maraming nag-engage so gusto mo na maging part of it. Pero, di ba, I, I don't understand that eh. Di ba? So, that's why I asked Lucky. So, ngayon, 
do you guys experience those things? Yes, yeah, especially like what you said kanina. Big brands have a way to identify emerging talents online. So they see mm. your vanity metrics. Vanity metrics means your numbers online. Mm. So when you perform well, whatever platform it is, maybe TikTok, Instagram, whatever, but your numbers are high, your engagement rate is really high, they, ha- they will start to tap you. Now, mm. when brands do this, sadly, like they, they will really try to... Not really haggle, but it is, it's very important that you also know your value as a creator. Because mm. you're, if you're aware of your value, you know what you can also expect from the brand when they start to offer you something. Now, mm. it's not at all bad to have X deals and whatnot. We all start from, from that or from somewhere. But just make sure that when you're dealing with something, you know that the time or the time that you're gonna give them is equal to mm-hmm. whatever they're giving back to you. It's really yeah. value for value. It's always have a win-win situation. Because if you feel like you're getting robbed out of your time just to execute the requirements of this certain brand, then say no to it. Learn learn how to say no and learn how to value yourself. Or at least tell them that, hey, I think this is maybe a little too much. This would take me two to three days to finish. Is it okay if we kind of counter-offer to something else that would be beneficial for me? Pwedeng ganon. So you start mm. to voice out as well. Because the sad thing is like a lot of um you know uh, people who want to start content creation they say yes to everything so when they start saying yes to everything a lot of brands also feel like okay they can say yes naman pala then, then then let's just do that let's not compensate people for their work like as bad as it may seem it really happens a lot unless you tell them also that hey I can do this for X number of hours within the day. We have to schedule it. And this, I, I actually have rates for this. If you're interested, mm. let me know. Or um, the, the budget is something that's limited, then maybe we can work on a different offer. So mm-hmm. it's always, it's a business. So you also have to negotiate. So whenever um, people or companies or brands like downplay what you're doing, but you know to yourself that your value is much, much higher, then make them, make it known. Inform them at least. And you know what? Like just don't, if you feel like they're they're robbing you out of your time, your effort, your content, and they're just riding in to to your um to yeah your the growth. dick it's okay popularity that's what i parang eh siguro kasi ako naiintindihan ko kasi siya kaya siguro a lot of people don't really have an idea of what they're capable yes. of doing then kasi i think i like i love the point wherein you said na okay let's vi- let's try something else di ba yeah. I-, i have to learn that kasi ako pagkatapos ko binaba ko lang yung telepono eh <laughs> they're more diplomatic they're very nice people so ako kasi ako kasi di ko siya, di ako sanay sa ganyan and madali ako mabilis ako kausap eh ako ayoko nang I've learned through the years na rin na it's either I do it for free or I do it at my rate if you don't want to do it at my rate wag na lang okay na lang yes. di ba kasi I want to be fair doon sa mga nagbabayad and I want to be fair din naman na if I am kasi I'm going to a lot time for this for for yeah. everyone who's gonna watch and listen to this time is the most valuable commodity it's something that you cannot take back anymore so if you decide to accept a project 
you're gonna have to post you're gonna take a photo you're going to to go through the process of self-doubt over and over again kasi dahil na pressure ka na na binigyan ka ng libre you have to deliver and then for mm. sure there are companies na demanding pa i mean all you have to go all you have to do is go to youtube and there are media companies who actually told people na na dahil pandemic eh, so they need foreign correspondents then they saw content creators from different countries they actually told them na oy pa-edit naman we want this particular shot and then ganyan ganyan tapos sabi ko what as wala pa lang bayad yon so parang ako ulul so I was like i'm not gonna do that always remember um Really great marketers, the heroes I look up to, from Chase Jarvis, Seth Godin. Uh, locally, uh, re- she's a really good um, video creator, si Kia Abrera. She would always advocate people that time is your most valuable commodity and you have to at least do something commensurate. Is that fair to say? Na parang do something commensurate. Kasi nga, from the corporate side kasi, from, a cor- from the corporate perspective, if you can get it for free nga naman, get it for free. Kasi, di ba, less expense, less cost. Pero pag na-realize din nila na parang, ah, okay, may ano pala, this guy, this person, or this group knows na, na it takes time, okay? It takes time talaga. As in ako, I tried doing unboxing videos, or I tried doing, reviewing stuff. For me, if I know what I'm talking about, madali siya eh. Pero for example, I have to review a book or I have to review a documentary. Meron ako, huh? Ha? Kailangan ko siya panoorin. Kailangan siya intindihin. So, so I, I could, when I go through that process and then I meet people like sila Lucky, yan, sila Mark from Exploration, sila Alexis Lim, sila Archie, na parang okay this guys probably go through more diba? and i really think that it's unfair and yes it's it's practically dick riding on your fame kami well sorry uh, sorry for the tweet pero kasi yun yung kinalakihan namin sa environment so it's you're dick riding on your fame so they want to ride the wave of the popularity minus the cost diba yeah. kasi ito yun eh sila yung nagpagod to create that community and that brand and then here comes x brand saying oi pa-post naman the, uh, <laughs> oh, diba? the moment that brand or that item gets posted on the timeline, kesho, kesho 800 likes yan, diba? There are actually eight, more than 800 people who actually saw, oh, diba? Yeah. Who actually saw that piece of content. Meron lang bumilin dalawa or tatlo dyan. Panalong-panalo na sila dun, diba? And, and it's yung... rin na. Lahat ng brands that you say yes to, you will have a connection with whatever happens, even if it's a small exposure or whatever, if you say yes to them, but you feel like it's not really um, in sync with who you are, with your values, with your blog, people will think that it is because you posted it. So it's always important to filter out, to really like filter out only the brands or the products that that's really authentic to you as well. Hindi lang porket nag-message say, yes, yes, tayo sa lahat, but you're not really using it. So it's fake. And you don't want to be, yun nga, you want to be real, you want to be authentic, you want to be human. You don't want to say just yes to everything just because, diba? There's no backstory in it. Mas mahirapan ka rin mag-tell ng story. So it, it, it kind of all ties up together. It's just really, really knowing your value. People have a certain understanding if you're plugging Yes. People, when they see mga actors and actresses just plain plug something, makikita mo yung engagement mababa. Kasi alam nila, wala, binayaran ka lang para gawin yan. Diba? Ginawa ka mo lang para baya. Binayaran ka lang para gawin yan. Diba? Hindi mo naman, baka hindi mo naman talaga gusto yan. And later on, 
Baka yung pa yung makasira sa'yo. Diba? Fires, yung pa yung makasira true. sa personal brand mo. Kasi people would think na, ah, okay, you're, diba, you're, you're a sellout. You're probably a sellout. Yeah. People, you, you'll, you'll post something for the right price. And it's hmm. going to be detrimental for you later on. So again, that's, those are very helpful and powerful tips. Have you ever, naisip ko lang to ah, have you ever posted something and then you said na hindi siya okay? I think I have. Um, Parang si ano, favorite ko dyan si Masarap Be. Si Masarap Be. Uh, kasi sabi niya, hindi masarap. Hindi masarap. Oh. <laughs> Normally, for example, like, um, whenever I do destinations and food kasi, kasi it differs eh. What, what's good for me might not be good for you. What's good for you might mm. not be good for me. So, our angles always for Discover Manila is more on the informative side. But mm. if it's really something that I super love, I express it that it's mm. it's something I recommend you guys try. I would say that. But if it's something that I feel like I'm not as 100%, but I feel like other people will like it, the way mm. I would share it, if if I have to share it, the way I would share it is just really informative. Okay, there's this place where you can get this. If, you, if you're interested, you can try it. Wala siyang mm. parang, oy, okay to. May rave reviews, di ba? May sobrang ah, solid dito. Like, Yan. But, you know, uh, it's not really like just trying to be safe or whatever, but it's trying to be fair also for let's say mm. if it's a small business, if it's a small food business, then maybe it's just really not my taste and I cannot dictate what I like to be what you like as well. So it's just really being, trying to be fair on the platform and just being open to others not liking it. So marami ring instances na there are things that I like that people don't like. So they start saying it in the comments na parang, wait, I tried it, it's not masarap naman. Parang ako, okay lang. Mm-hmm. Kasi that's your opinion uh-huh. about it. Eh. So yun lang, just being open, open about it. Kasi like others feel a little too bad when people don't like what they like. And parang for me, you know what, it's okay. Because people are not really gonna like everything <laughs> Like. <laughs> may mga ganyan eh, mga emotionally invested sa mga Uh-oh. ano, sa mga post niya na minsan eh. Kasi nga mm-hmm. for me, it the brand and the page. So if we're going to stick to the page, it has become like this common good page na, eh, na parang <laughs> everyone's here. Diba? So we all yeah. yung iba feeling nila, we have a say. Diba? We all have a say, <laughs> diba? And then the content creator that's slowly earning money from pieces of content that you put out. Mm. Where do you suggest people set a limit when it comes to Because for sure ang mangyayari diyan. I don't know I, I don't know what what are what would be the proper words to use. But for example, how many revisions, diba? How many times do I have yeah. to revise this? How many how many times na back and forth lang ba, diba? Is there a limit or ano kasi ako, well, hindi man lang kasi ako ginagawa pero kasi nga ako madali ako kausap eh. Sinasabi ko lang kagad, "Thank gagawin ko. Ayaw nyo, work." Pero syempre kayo, diba? You you deal with so many people. Yes. So what I learned also this comes from my experience with corporate which is I'm very thankful na I had that experience parang naging puzzle pieces kasi lahat ng nangyari sa buhay ko to where I am now because I learned how to do business in different um areas so to manage everything we have contracts talaga if it's a formal project you document everything from start to finish. And you make sure that the brand that you're working with is very transparent with what they want you to do. 
You cannot mm-hmm. commit to something that's very vague. For example, they just tell you, I want a Christmas video. And then you say yes. And then when you say yes, that's the time <laughs> they're going to start to give you more details that would entail you for what? More costs, more time. Okay. So very, very important to keep your excitement at bay before, you know, committing, just to make sure that you're ready for it. Because I've had my fair share of mistakes na ganito, na I got overly excited working with a brand that I said yes to everything and then suddenly, I felt like, shit, lugi pala ako. Or, this is way... Ang pinagawa. Like, I can't do this pala, but since I said yes, I have to do it. So there are moments na ganun, and I learned. So that was the time na I started getting very strict when it comes to documentation. So mm-hmm. ito yung ito, I'll give you a rundown of the process of um, mm-hmm. being a content creator and when a brand approaches you. Normally, you get a project inquiry. And when you get a project inquiry, they would ask for... Uh, they would inform you of the scope of work that they want you to do. So let's say they want you to make a video, they want you to make stories, photos. They would itemize that. And they would ask for your rates. Or they would mm. ask um, what you want in exchange for it. So you can you can negotiate until you find a common ground that you guys have a win-win situation already. Then after that, what I do before I sign anything is I ask for a project brief or a background. Mm. Other than the scope of work that you need to know is you need to know what you're gonna do with that scope. Like, they can tell you to make a photo or to take a photo, but if you don't know what the photo is about, that can be a different story when you're making it now. Yes. So, if, mm. if I just said yes to a photo, tas biglang I have to go to Baguio pala. Diba? Sobrang okay. ibang, ibang, ano yan, ibang rate dapat, diba? <laughs> so, that's very, very important na when they ask you to do something, you have to know what are you doing exactly? Ano ba siya? And then when you get the brief, let's say, they, it could be via document or they can set a meeting with you to explain what you have to do. Then after that, uh, normally, like when you work with agencies or companies, they're the ones who send you the contract and you review it. Or on my end, I also have my own contract just because I'm super OC. So I want a document that I can also hold on my own and I have proof that yes. this is what we talked about. So I also send my own. So I have my own contract and then we exchange. And then that's the time you fully commit and then you set your timelines and then you start Start the content creation process. So before even the content creation, meron ng ganong preps that people mm-hmm. really don't know how to kind of navigate through. So when they get messages, when they get emails, they just say, okay, let's do it. Tapos marami palang malilit na dito sa parang, uy, pwedeng additional tayong ganito. Uy, pwedeng dalawa na lang yung video. Uy, pwedeng ano, gawa tayo ng isa pang three minute ganyan-ganyan. So maraming mga ganong wow. requests na pwede nang maipatan if you have a document that says, okay, this is my scope. We only have two revisions. We stick to this. Oh yeah, that's super important. Kasi meron po, may ganun? <laughs> Three-minute video! Mayroon po na! Mayroon po three-minute video! <laughs> okay, so 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 we have this. And then, syempre, you, you either come up with a win-win situation for X deals and then for compensation, syempre mas maganda pag kumikita ka ng pera dito yeah. because it pays the bills. X deals don't pay the bills. <laughs> how is the experience so far when it comes to like how, like for let's paint a picture for future content creators. Is it once the contracts are signed, you deliver the content, you get paid or they pay first and then they, then you deliver the content. What's the, what's the tug of war there? <laughs> okay. So normally when, when we talk about contracts, 
tax, you would want, or what's ideal is having down payment. Siyempre, kasi you're gonna mobilize na eh. Mobilizing means you're gonna start creating content. The ideal situation is at least 50% down payment should be with you. But, okay. guys, in Makes reality, that, that doesn't happen. It only happened for like, siguro mga 5% of all our project. Mm-hmm. But the 95%, they would pay you um, 60 after 60 working days after you post the content. So, hindi magsa-start... Wait, in... What? What? <laughs> yeah! So, hindi pa siya pagkasign ng contract, ha? Normally, the billing, the billing or the hmm. finance process starts after you execute the content. So, if it's a video, okay. let's say it takes you two weeks to make the video, then another week for revisions, for reviews, then another week for posting. After the four weeks, they would ask pa for insights after one okay. week or two weeks. After pa ng insights, saka nagsa-start si billing process. Now, si billing process, minsan may 30 days if mabait naman. 30 to 60 working days, ha? So, X mo na si weekends per month dyan. Tapos holidays, mm. wala. Wala kang processing. So, you would get your pay after mga 3 months. Well, Lucky oh, ka oh, na kung 4 months, month 5 months pa yun. <laughs> Teka, yeah, ang so, labo niyan, ha? Ang labo niyan. Kasi kumilos ka na, nag-content ka na, nag... And this is, this is one of my really... This is just personal, okay? Personal ko to. Yeah my pet peeve with fucking brands and then yung bu- binubukahan ako na we're so and so brand we're so known in so and so whatever then they go like pagbayaran pala ganyan kayo <laughs> ang labo nun man but ganun <laughs> Normally, like what they would tell you is because the corp, the, when it's a yeah, corporation, yeah, the, the corporate, a process, ano, yeah, the process. Yeah. Pero hindi, feeling ko hindi yan. And ba, you would ano be like, okay, sila. I understand. Mm. <laughs> Pero have you guys experienced na someone, you made the project, tapos hindi talaga nagbayad yung mga gago? Parang, they, sasabi nala, they for, forgot about it or they just ignored you? <laughs> hindi naman na, hindi talaga nagbayad. Pero umabot na kami sa mga three years delayed. Wow! Oh. Uh, Man, that's Three a hard years. life. And usually, like, uh, and mahirap pa to, let's say, if it's a production, ha? if you're the one leading hmm. the production, of course, meron kang expenses na out. So, let's say, oh. uh, you hired freelancers, you pay for them already. So, ikaw yung nawalan. So, ngayon, may loss ka. Kasi they're not yet paying you, eh. If you don't have them down payment, then you can't really, ano... Equipment, food, out. transportation, utilities, overhead... Diba? Yeah. Yung palang eh. Parang, you know, come, on, come on, big brands. You gotta pay up, okay? You gotta, you gotta, diba? you gotta step up your games. Okay, medyo, it's, medyo shocking to. Shocking. This is shocking for me. But it's, it's not it's, just ano, for content creators. It's an issue for all freelancers din talaga in the Philippines. Like, the freelance landscape right now is not as strictly standardized per se. So mm-hmm. whenever you have freelancers, Unless like super breeze to work with the client na wala kayong problema. Most if not, I mean oftentimes talaga, you'll really encounter um, brands and companies na ganito yung payment process. So hmm. marami na rin parang movements for freelancers na I think they were asking to pass a law to be hmm. more strict when it comes to paying the freelancers. Kasi kailangan talaga maging... I think maging... you should, I think. <laughs> Uh-oh. So, so susunod na mga presidente, ha? Yung mga ano, pag kami presidential forum tayo, dapat may magtanong Uh-oh. ng ganyan. I think For it also stems from, ano eh, 
a culture and history of of certain practices and then sasabihin yes. din naman kasi ni company na that's the thing with freelancers if you you might have a contract but if they decide to disappear diba they bear the grunt yeah. diba so it, it, it's a it's a constant balancing act pero uh, ako uh, from based on this conversation and the shocking details that I'm learning right now I think there has to be hopefully diba one of our legislators would probably pass something where in protecting the rights and the, feeling ko it's the ability for or it's the power or tama the power and the ability for freelancers or content creators to actually parang speed up the demand. process man lang yeah. diba or demand uh-huh. diba Kasi parang ano yun eh, ang hirap nun eh. Kasi naibigay mo na yung work eh. Diba? It's, already, it's work put out. Nailabas mo na eh. Mm-hmm. And more importantly, if the company decides or if the brand decides to post it, nagagamit na nila yun and nagbe-benefit yes. na sila dun. So why why not pay? Weird ah. Weird. Weird siya. Medyo weird ah. Kasi sa ibang bansa, sa ibang bansa it's either palitan ka diyan or yung ibang ah, yeah, and I I I also know of the 50-50, yung iba nga 3 fourths pay kasi yun nga mm. sasabihin nila pang-cost na yun eh, pang-cost. Yes. So it's 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 a totally different landscape. And knowing this, lucky knowing all of this, are you still surprised that people still want to be part of that influencer content creation na, na aspect of society right now? I'm not surprised that there are still a lot of people who want to be part of it because it is a good and growing industry. Yun nga lang, when you start, when they start learning about these things na, yung mm. mga stresses behind, the mess behind it, it kind of parang makes them scared na tama mm. ba tong It kind of makes them doubt na, is this the dream that I was going for? But Uh-oh. you know what? In all industries naman, ganun yun eh. Like, you see the good of it. But of course, you have to work hard to 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 make it or to actually achieve what you want to achieve. It's not all glitz and glamour and glitters all the time. Mm, Madaming kalat, maraming, maraming sleepless nights, anxiety if you make because it really happens. But it's all part of it. So, I would still, of course, for the for the future content creators or those who really want to to test out this field, try it. Because it's 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 a it's an industry right now that everyone can be part of. And like, there's really no gatekeeping. At least for me, there's really no gatekeeping in social media and content creation. Because whenever people would ask me, I would always share. Like, parang ito when when mm. we converse about it, there's not really. Ay, ay, wala naman akong parang, ayaw ko sabihin, ayaw ko i-share yung nangyari sa akin. Oh, yan, yan, yan. May mga clicks din ba dyan? Like, yung mga may, ito lang kami, di ba? Ito lang, ito lang yung, ito lang yung group namin, di ba? Kami-kami lang. Feeling ko, feeling ko yung mga insecure na groups, gano'n yun, eh. mga mag-aanahan sila. And, and, and there are so many, there are so many platforms din, di ba? Speaking mm-hmm. of platforms, how do you maintain presence in the major platforms? I see you guys, Siyempre, Facebook, Instagram's there. Pero all yeah. of a sudden, you ramp up your YouTube. Then you're also on TikTok. Diba? <laughs> FYI, si Lucky po ang nag-encourage sa akin na magkaroon ng TikTok. At sinabi yeah. lang niya, dumaldal ako ng dumaldal doon. Ayan, dahil dyan, dahil sinabi niya na yun, dumaldal ako ng dumaldal. I, had, so I have more followers on TikTok. And it actually yeah. paved the way for TikTok Philippines to reach out to me. And I am part of their creator pool ngayon. Diba? Kasi, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Yung nasa tabi ko ngayon. Yeah. yeah I believe in yeah. you. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm, I'm touched. I'm touched. Diba? Kasi like, how do you maintain all of these things? <laughs> it kind of helps na I'm really into social media to begin with. Pero, uh, uh, I mean, to be more realistic about it, it helps to learn what the platforms are for. Because different, the, the different platforms actually work with different content. Like, I can't just copy-paste everything from Instagram to mm. TikTok and tapos na yon. So, yes. merong things na performs better on different platforms. And if you just take a moment to learn about what will work on YouTube versus Facebook, it will help you a lot. Kasi, mm-hmm. you, can, you can make a chunk of content and have it in different formats to fit the platform. And that will save mm-hmm. you time. So with, with content creation and all the different platforms also comes the planning part. So if you don't plan or you don't at least think of the content that you're going to put out and the platforms that you're going to publish it with, you're going to waste a lot of time. Sayang. And you're not mm-hmm. going to be able to maximize. Because what I see with other people, if they don't make an effort to learn what the platform mm-hmm. is for and they just copy whatever they have on the other platforms, it doesn't perform the best. Because yes. it's, it's as small as resizing the video that would make a big difference. But they don't do it because they're too lazy to learn. Na parang, at TikTok viewers, pala iba yung behavior nila. Ang yes. reels pala iba din. So, ganun siya. It, it really matters that you try to emerge yourself in the platform. Kahit pa paano, mm-hmm. like whenever people would ask me, oh, how did you reach 500k on TikTok? Tapos I, I, I tell them, nag-try ka ba? Did you, you, did you even try to scroll on TikTok? Tapos sabihin nila, puro dance covers lang naman yan, di ba? Parang wala naman mm-hmm. ako mo kung mm-hmm. dyan. And then I tell them, no, that's what people think it is. But when you actually scroll through the topics that you're interested in, you find a lot of informative videos, but they don't believe it. So parang hmm. they, they get turned off right away. So parang yun din yung nagiging um, limitations ng iba na they don't grow on certain platforms because they avoid learning about it. It's It's really nice to know that you guys are... You have to study the platform, create content for it. May request lang ako, sana every unboxing, wag mong tatanggalin yung let's go. Kasi yun yung hinihintayin namin eh. If you look at local... As in, mapapansin mo yan, lahat na mag unbox sa TikTok ngayon, lagi may let's go sa dulo. Seryoso. Sin, napapansin ko, parang lahat ng tao, nagle-let's go ah. Let's go. Kain tayo dito na. Let's go. Saan ko ba? Uh, ano na to ah? Si Discover MNL yung sinuunang nag-ano nun eh. Like locally ah. Sabi ko ah, oh, magkakatch up tong word na to. Let's go. Di ba? Pero ano siya? Nakakatawa siya. Ang galing. Ang galing. And then everything there is, with all that's happening, it's taking a lot of your time. How do you separate Lucky that works for Discover MNL to Lucky the person? Like, kasi for sure, content life is, uh, content life is life. Pero how do you <laughs> detach yourself and find, di ba? Find your inner self and just be yourself mm-hmm. and just okay. Let me let me set this aside, Muna. Let me shut this down and then I just like if I want to be lazy for a day, diba? if I just want to play mm-hmm. with my dog, diba? if I just want to go out and just diba? do whatever I want, 
how do you strike the balance between the professional side and your personal life? Before, I, I will I will be really honest with you guys about this. Like before it was discover 100%. Like mm-hmm. I would I would drown in it and I would be happy because I feel like I was very productive and whatnot. Until recently when I felt really, really burnt out that I wasn't happy with it. I wanted to shut it down and whatever just because it was taking up too much of my life. And that mm-hmm. was my turning point in realizing that I have to do stuff for myself outside social media that I don't have to Mm. deactivate at all. I just have to put my phone down and just breathe and be present in life. And I guess it's also with what happened the past two years now, the pandemic and all, that it helped me be more aware of what's really more important. Na health first, of course, self muna, mental health. If you feel like you're getting burnt out, step back, slow down, and just breathe. Just away from the screen, whether it's just 30 minutes or watching Netflix or whatever just keeps your mind off content for a while. And that actually, that, that time off will also help you make better content because must refresh your mind. Mo. So it all started when I decided to insert myself again in my life because mm-hmm. before it got a little too overwhelming and it was growing really, really fast that I felt like I had to be on it 100%. Mm-hmm. Then when I got the, when when I started to kind of figure out, okay, what I should do in a day, literally, is a schedule ko siya, then I would start inserting um, time slots for myself, as in time slots for cleaning, time slots for mm-hmm. cooking, time slots for working out, ganun. that really helps like uh, put myself back na mabalance ko yung life ko. And that's very important kasi when you're into social media and content, you can get lost really, really fast. Oh, and yeah. Then you, diba? Then you suddenly feel like you don't know yourself anymore kasi you always have to make content. Like every little thing that you do, you feel like, I have to post this, I have to do this, I have to share this kasi wala ako today na post. It gets hmm. very toxic very, very fast. So you have to be able to manage that and control yourself and always give time for yourself out like off screen talaga. Yeah, and it's coming from a person who actually lives lives and breathes and works social media. Feeling ko yun, totoo yan eh. Yung nagmamindless scrolling ka na, parang magugulat ka lang, isang oras ko na palang ginagawa to. It's a trap. Okay? It's a deadly mm-hmm. trap. So, at least you have to, and I think a lot of people realize that during the pandemic na, okay, but you could have a really stellar career, pero if you're not healthy, if you don't have a life after uh, your say, job, yeah. that's what made, uh, that's what a lot of people realized na people work from home, pero what do you do after? Yeah. That's, that's why, that people, I, I see a resurgence of hobbies. Yeah. Uh, I'm very happy to and see, yeah, pets, plants, People are into biking. People actually mm-hmm. walked more. People actually yes. are encouraged to travel. Diba? It's, it's, ano eh, it's, yun nga, do, 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 no. I, I think for uh, one of the good things about 2020 was me seeing, at least in my timeline, uh, I saw a lot of people go back to their hobbies. Yeah. And then they, they spent more time with themselves. They actually realized that these are certain things that they miss and then they're actually doing it. Eh, kayo naman, when, when the pandemic happened, unang-una nyo naman ginawan. You did the, you did the PPE drive. Diba? That was such a <laughs> massive project na nakakagulat. Yeah, I was super one. happy. 
of the success behind that drive. Yung ano, yung 50 or yung 20 para kay oh, ano ba pangalan nun? Yes, it was 50 pesos. 50 para sa PPE. Oh, di ba? Ayan, 50 para sa PPE. That was, I mean, it grew so much. Ang bilis. Nagulat din ako. Parang kinikilig din ako pag nagsishare si Lucky na parang si Sharo, si Ate Shawi, nanon siya, shinare yeah. siya. Diba? And there's so many people. And, and, I mean, that was, that's you guys being part of the community, taking care of the mm-hmm. community. It was, it was a really beautiful thing na kahit, kahit nga ako, na-move din ako to actually be part of it and volunteer. Diba? Kasi, sabi ko, mas solid itong ginagawa na itong dalawang to. Ah. Sabi ko, Sali nga ako dyan. Wala akong gagawin eh. <laughs> Sarado yung mga gym. Muna tayo dyan. Gawa tayo dyan. So, ano-ano rin. Um, and I'm also thankful for you guys for doing that project. Kasi, uh, backstory ko naman dun kasi was when the initial wave started, at least 80 to 90% of my frontliner teammates volunteered. Kasi, kasi may hesitation eh. May hesitation. Daming takot. Alang iya to mga teammates ko. Mga si Raulo talaga. Mga estudyante ko. Tsaka mga teammates, nag-volunteer. Kasi nag-volunteer. Sabi ko, sigurado ba kayo sa mga gagawin nyo? Hindi. Mm-hmm. Kailangan eh. Ito, yung, ito, yung, ito talaga yung... Parang, parang all of a sudden, taking an oath or the oath you took yeah. suddenly had significance. So they volunteered. So kami naman, us coaches and other senior members, parang okay, we all have... Parang we, or, we were so moved by what they did Now we all did our part as well. So... Nagkanya-kanyang drive and then perfect! 50 para sa baby! Sali ako dyan! It was a great sense of community. It was a good uh, experience for for people to come together and, and wala eh. It also showed the power of social media in terms yes. of creating bonds and at the same time driving people to work together. Diba? So, for future content creators, Lucky, like, what would you think should they be looking out for in 2022 or in the next coming years? Um, For future content creators, if always go back to having a page or a platform with a purpose, like with what Coach Franco shared, the 50 para sa PP, it was the Baryani One Drive. Mm. I felt like the reason also why we did that because I felt like we had to do something at that moment where the people needed something and we had this we had a page we had a platform and we had the community for for it to make a movement and it happened it did we were able to gather 1.5 million pesos for PPE funding mm. in a span of like three months and that was able to fund PPEs across the country, not just in Metro Manila. We flew PPEs to Visayas, to Mindanao. Yes. All the brands pitched in and everything because the core of Discover Manila was really not just to share food, travel, whatever. It was really to serve the Filipino people. So by at that time, that was the thing that we can do kasi nga we had the platform in the community for people and the page had the purpose and it mm-hmm. delivered well so mm. you know when you when you're you're someone who's gonna start a blog or a content page if you want to be a content creator always go back to having a purpose and people actually seeing value in what you do because if they mm-hmm. don't find your page valuable if you try if you want to do something like this or if you want to start a movement you might find it hard to find support kasi nga they don't see value in what you're doing but if you're actually sharing things that are beneficial to them may it be DIY home tips cooking tips or whatever or like what coach is doing mga MMA something that we're not very familiar with but he shares it mm. and then we learn if it's th- something that valuable and that 
that's um impactful in our lives, you will be effective as a content creator. Mm. So moving forward, I guess the the social media industry is also changing. But what's gonna stay and what's gonna stick is really value and purpose. Lucky, thank you so much for doing this. <laughs> Thank you, Coach. Super, super, super valuable. Super happy that we were able to do this. Hopefully, we get to do this again. For sure, marami pa tayong pagkukwentuhan at pagchichisusan. Sana in person next time. Oh, <laughs> pwede yan. Pwede yan. Gawin na natin yan next time. So, please, uh, where can people find you? Where can they follow all your channels? <laughs> so, you can find us across all the social media channels on Facebook, Instagram. We're also on Twitter. Uh, TikTok. Uh, at Discover YouTube. MNL or Discover Manila YouTube as well Discover MNL Discover Manila we also have a website it's www.discovermnl.com.ph and my semi-personal page is at Lucky of Discover Manila where I share um, spillovers of our shoots of Discover some of the BTSs that we have for our shoots if you want to see more of that you can check out Lucky of Discover Manila on Instagram and on Facebook yep that's Thank Lucky Alabado ladies and gentlemen and we will see you <laughs> in the you. next episode episode of Coach Franco Says. Bye-bye. Bye. Coach Franco Says would like to thank the following sponsors for making this episode possible. My armor of choice. Never go to battle without it. Beware the robot face. I am not some crosses. Place your orders on their Facebook or Instagram pages. Just good vibes in the local jiu-jitsu scene. Check out my Ikero Collective family at ikero.ph. Simply better dentistry. Visit the Santos Dental Group and Oral Surgery Center. Book an appointment on their social media pages.